What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back, goddammit, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the guy that is chasing the dream. I'm your host, the Monago, and it's Kyle Smith. Said the whole thing like a pimp dang slick back. And oh man, all right, niggas, I made it, goddammit. Me and the wife, we have made it. We've taken the journey, and we are out here in the good old Destin, Florida, out here on the couch of Uncle Corey. How you doing, Corey, man? What's happening? What's, what? What's been good, man? It's been ages. Man, I stopped smiling since I got here. Oh, man. You had picked up some medicine and shit. That's good. Yes, this That's is medicine. Good. Yes, this is what my doctor prescribed. Some Crimson Queen for my elbow. Oh, nice. Nice with that for little tennis elbow. elbow. Yeah. Got a little. I think, it's, I think it's meat beat elbow. Meat beat elbow. I think it's that's meat beat elbow because yeah, I've only played tennis twice. Ah, uh, I, I feel that. Meat on I average feel that. about four times. A day it could, so. it could come from paddle boarding. You meat beat on a paddle no, board. No, I was already. No, I was already getting this before then. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Meat beat on a paddle board. Meat beat on a paddle board that might sounds, be a new thing. That you know, that sounds against the law. And I don't, yeah. I don't normally care about laws and rules, but I might call you the did? cops on myself on that one. Uh, okay, I'd be All like, now one. Never mind. Say, uh, out here, out here, living living a luxurious life because uh, you seen the pandemic coming and you was like, you know what? Let me get the fuck from. Let me get the fuck from around this bullshit, yo. And, 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 yeah. and, and let me go. Let me go. Fucking taste the sunshine. Yes. You know, bro. We it's, knew we was like, yo, f- bro. For years we were there, and everybody was like, yo, well, come to New Orleans. I was like, you know, I, I I'm a timing person, and usually mm-hmm. I leave a place right before it's time to leave. Yeah. Right before yeah. it's too late to leave, and I don't know how that happens. Like, you get like I knew, yeah, yeah, and and uh, it was one of those things where we were already like writing like movie ideas called Escape from New Orleans. Uh, yeah, 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 about uh, like what would happen if the city got like if something happened and they decided not to let people out the city because of the bridges. That's like the only way you can get out that bitch. And yeah. I was like. <gasps> And then Nina had like a dream, like maybe six months before the pandemic, was like a cat in her dream told her. A cat. Like a like yeah. an Alice in Wonderland like a, cat? Basically, yes. <laughs> it was like, yo, y'all got to get out of New Orleans. And we did. She said, it's a, it, in six months. And we did it. Yeah. Then And it was funny. We just took that trip. And, bro, it was like a, like a resurgence of my memory of like, Oh yeah, that's right. In the city of New Orleans, really Louisiana, and a lot of the let me just be real, like a lot of small towns. Period. But then when we start talking small southern towns, and then we start talking <laughs> mm. where you come from, bro. Right. It's it's, uh, it's levels of 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 misinformation. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, when I, whenever I go back home, I realize how tiny shit is, and I didn't notice that living there yeah. the whole time living there. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking things as far like, oh man, I gotta go 45 minutes just to get to Baton Rouge and shit, and nigga, 45 minutes ain't shit out in Texas. Yeah, like so, you know, I go That's back the same home. city. Yeah, exactly. That's and, what and, <laughs> and so it's 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 so weird to come back to something so small to where it's like, oh, this is why I was easily be able. To, this is why I was easily recognizable down here compared to being in other places to where it's <laughs> it's taking a lot more. It's taking a lot more. But once they do see it, like then you have a, a bigger community that's like that's got your back now. True. Which it's which is cool. Which is cool, but I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the beginning phase of this. I don't like the beginning phase because oh, I went out to L.A. I went out to L.A. and I, <laughs> and I got the fuck out of L.A. before L.A. went to shit. Like, yeah, I was out there, uh, 2019. So right before the pandemic hit, wow. right that that year, that's when I moved to Texas, and that's when, yeah, that's when Texas got good for me. Bruh, I was like, oh, shit. Is it that funny? 
Wow, I think okay. about this all the time. You this is how I started this podcast. You want to have this talk? Yes. Everything in certain cities that we were raised in, mm. everything that they tell you is literally the exact opposite. Mm. So you think you want to move to Cali. Right. You think you want to move to New York. Right. But you find out if you really pay attention, you want to move to Florida. You want to move to Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to move even certain places in the Midwest. Anywhere. Anywhere. But anywhere. Certainly not the places where. Where they tell you to go. Where they told where you to go. Where they telling you to go. Yeah. I, I did that. I, I did that all wrong. And it, it, you know, you did. You did, you, you, did, you did what was what was right for what we were told. We for, were told but, but exactly. You figured it out the right moment. And, and see, and, and when I got there, I was like, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" Like, I because like you when you when you see it from afar. Like this, I've always talked about this, and this like brings this full circle to to actually fucking going to California. I went to the Cal. I went to California because they was like, "Oh, if you, if you try to make it in comedy, you need to go to the meccas, New York or California." So. I I was like, man, California, bright sun, always, always sunny and shit. Of course, why would I not go to California? Went out to California and then it's soon, like seeing California on TV, it looked beautiful. It looked like Marilyn Monroe, you know, from uh, afar. It looked amazing uh, until you get up to California and then you see all the blemishes, nigga, all of the fucking marks, nigga, all of the wrongdoing, you know. It's like, oh, bitch, I didn't expect you to look like this like what and then you see the grimy and you see you see the trash and the garbage not the literal trash and garbage but the people the people <laughs> that are fucking garbage out there and it's just like what yeah. the fuck are y'all doing like not everybody not, no, not everybody but, but, but just certain people but, just there's there's succubus all over that don't want to put in the work or the the fucking talent they don't want to use what they have they want to leech off of other people mm. and when i saw that i was like this is not what I won't be around at all. I felt terrible because I could see it. I felt like I felt like fucking uh, Will. I felt like Agent K from fucking Men in Black. And I was like, bitch, I I see these aliens out here. Bitch, I see y'all. Y'all don't see them. Y'all don't see these motherfuckers. It's like they live, bro. Uh, That's how I've been living. I already been I, living that way, but now I really feel that way. <laughs> I couldn't. I I was like, man. And, and then <coughs> people would see it in my face. They'd be like, oh, you don't look happy. And I'm like, for some reason, I'm trying to be happy, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not happy, bullshit. Like, my life started to go down and down and down from there. Like, dumb shit started happening to where it was like, no, you need to go. You have to leave. It's time to leave now. Like, everything has hit rock bottom, so now you have to go. And I was like, all right, and I dipped out. And I felt better ever since. And then they got hit with a pandemic, and then fires and shit started happening. As I was leaving, nigga, shit was catching fire. We were <laughs> like, driving through that at that time. We oh were, my god! We were just getting through, going, okay, yeah, I'm glad I'm not living here either. Uh, I we was like, this, this is I have recorded it. I have it on my phone. I was like, hey man, <laughs> nigga, look, shit is on fire, son. This means it's, it is time to get the fuck out. It is time to get the fuck out of California. I have to leave. I'm not doing. I am not happy here. 
for some reason it is not what I some expected. Reason. Some reason, motherfuckers I'm sure. told. And Mr. then, Bull. and then after that, when I came back, when I went to Texas and started doing well, nigga, I went out to New York. I went out to New York, and I was like, huh, I probably should have came here first because this is a lot better. This is what I, I preferred. This is the, the 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 just the grimy and the grittiness of it. I felt like Batman. I I felt like I could save something or just bring something there. I I just wanted. A piece of New York. I was like, I like this feeling. This is a good feeling because people, you know, they're not entitled. You know, you, you people are they're, they're actually they're actually doing for self. You know, instead of trying to leech off of other motherfuckers. It was it was a good time out there in New York, but still, it, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't justify that that should be the place to go. You know, they're, they're, like you can do comedy anywhere, anywhere you can make it. Cause, and we see this now. And we see this now, and it's like motherfuckers was telling us all wrong. Like, don't listen to niggas. Do your own thing. And it's like, shit, I, I mean, yep. I could have saved the trip, but, you know, I needed that experience just so I could come back and be like, hey, niggas, no. No, 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 no. You don't need to do that. Don't, you don't, well, especially notice, don't go there. I'll let you know what that's about. And my, my whole beginning year of this podcast was me just talking about how fucking California was just like, what are we doing out here? What are we doing? Mm-mm. You know, I, I'd already lived in Cali as a kid, and then I'd been going back quite a few times for different various reasons. And I had already even realized when it came to say, like, trying to just say, yeah, I'm going to move to California, pursue comedy. I, I never told anybody this, and I think I may have had, maybe you may have been the only co- person I had a conversation a bit mm-hmm. about it. But I never say to anybody, yo, don't do it. I just used to be like, yo, you understand, like, you're gonna it's not about being at the bottom of the list what happens is you're almost set up in a hierarchy to fail yeah let me say that one more time you're almost i'm gonna say almost set up for a hierarchy to fail first off there are there are people who didn't make it Mm -hmm. or they already made it and they ain't at the top no more right and they have seniors gatekeepers okay they're already still trying to get on Mm mm-hmm and then you got the people that are already on trying to stay on. Stay. Right. Right. So what do you have to offer when you get out there? If you think it's just about being funny, then you're a fool. Because who the fuck isn't funny? Right. Everybody's funny in the right scenarios. Everybody's corny. Mm-hmm. So everybody thus is to me is funny. Right. right. So you're already kind of set up to fail when they're like, hey, come up here this time of the day. Wait for this. Wait for that. Wait for this. Wait for that. You may not get on. Then you go up after... 50 people did blah, blah, blah. 50 comedians all working on their comedy, trying to be the one thinking about their set, mm-hmm. or they're listening with an ear that's not even a realistic ear, like mm-hmm. a normal human. All the things that make you funny, they take those things away from you and place you in a scenario that's not even going to be a comedy. No. It's not going to be the average comedy night you're going to go do. As a matter of fact, the quicker you get out on your own and go other places other around places, them, what's yep. going to happen is you're going to build your own fan base, and then you can come back the next time and the next time with new material, and then people will know you, and then you can always come back. And yeah, work. you got to know like somebody. I have been getting you, to do. You can't. You can't. If you don't know nobody, it don't. It don't work. You gotta. You gotta really like that. Well, is what the makes own. you think I'm gonna put you on when I can get? Fifty other people that are gonna kiss my ass, and now Corey Mack isn't like that. Mm-mm. You know, Uncle Corey is gonna be like, "Look, I'm gonna put all my little retards on <laughs> as best I can." <laughs> Everybody, hey, I don't care if you retarded or you're a straight A comedian from Kenny 
to Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> from Kenny to Kyle. Yo, Kenny. <laughs> How about that? From Hi. Kenny to Kyle. Yes, that is a good from description that training, everybody knows. From energy life who is the high-sucking motherfucker. Been following, you know. To high energy bringing people life, Kyle. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So. And everybody, so I'm not a gatekeeper. I just, I'm like, a, I'm a hey, nigga, he go back door. Uh, yeah. no, no homo. He go back door, my <laughs> yeah. nigga. And Come through these cheeks, my nigga. Yeah, you know, you know, and I'm like, yo. So what I realize that there's a lot, a lot of gatekeeperish period and most, mm-hmm. inter- and a lot of entertainment, but c- comedy is the worst with it. It's so scary. It, it, it's so scary once you see it. If you ain't savages, never, if you, if you ain't savages, know, oh, the, the savages, the politics. The, I yeah, the don't savages. care for the politics behind this. Oh, it, is, it is, it is, it is. Why do you think Corey always go venture out on his own and go do his own thing? And it's then anytime fun somebody to do says, that. "Come over here," and I'm like, mm, nah. See that? That's I'm like, that's going to make that's, me a slave comedian. That's what I've done with this poetry because the poetry scene isn't isn't quite like that, and and I can I can. I can dabble between both scenarios, not just uh, yeah. I can dabble between both scenarios, not just having uh, to do just straight poetry. It can also be silly, and it helps me practice on my comedy because I do do the comedy poetry thing, and that uh, that has do. <laughs> and that has been helpful because uh, I it, it's more stage time basically. It's more stage time, and it's it's different eyes watching me instead of instead of just like a a full comedy room. It's a it's a poetry room where they're gonna give me more respect than just an audience full of people ready to see comedy. It's kind of like cheating a little bit, but I, hey, any way you can get Bro, that stage time and stage time, I'd say. See, this is what they don't tell you when you when you get into comedy. You don't have to be if you really pay attention if. You want to be the only comedian in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that feeling. I do. You want to be the only one in the room. Yeah. You want to walk in and you want to be special. The funniest thing ever. Sure, four other people can be funny too, but everybody's going to have their favorite. Mm-hmm. Even if the last guy goes up mm-hmm. and murders it, somebody's going to walk up to the to the, to the the first guy and go, You're my favorite. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> Shh, don't say that out loud. Sucks. You should have went last. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good feeling. Right. I get so that. Often. Now, now, when you're the only one in there, you're going to get one of two things. You're the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. Mm. When are you That's coming weird. back? When are you coming back? Yeah, you can get one of y'all coming yeah. back, but you know what? Nothing better than when are you coming back. And it ain't, a, like, it ain't about trying to like see if I can measure up to other comedians. It's like, nah, fool. I want to, like... When I make a porno, I don't want 60 other niggas in my porno. Nah, nah. I want me and the bitches. Yeah. In the audience, I ain't saying they my bitches. Nah. <laughs> I'm trying to put this funny bone in a tight pink punchlines. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. How about that? <laughs> and, funny bone and I just don't want a bunch of other punch funny line. bones next to mine nah, if, if I could it, avoid it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they make you think the other way. So the so that that you have to go to all these other places. And it's like you can if you just want that experience. Okay? Mm-hmm. But what you'll find is that the experience is in being a comedian. And you can be anywhere and be a comedian. So, like, if you yeah. notice, when I was in New Orleans, bro, I was doing anywhere from burlesque shows. They was like, well, yeah. you a comedian? Oh, pff, come host this. Yeah. Um, somebody find out that I, I'm a comedian. Like, yo, come. You, we got a kid's event. Come host it. Mm-hmm. Like, so then I'm finding myself even working on comedy and n- not necessarily comedy settings. Yeah. 
even. But everybody likes to laugh. Everybody likes no to matter laugh, where bro. Exactly. You can't mean, pay, you yeah. can even make people laugh at funerals. Yeah. Funerals, that's a... Bro, I've even done a funeral I've, in an old folks home, bro. Hey, okay. I feel, you know, that's like, on, on the comedy meter, that's like two extra points. That's like five points right there. That's like 25 points right there. You 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 go ahead and you kill it at a at a funeral, oh, nigga. You, yeah, this nigga said kill it at a funeral. Kill Y'all ain't it listening. Y'all not listening, Kyle. You ain't listening to him. You a wordsman. <laughs> you not listening. Go back and rewind the the, the, mm. the recording. Yeah, it's been nice. it's been fun fucking with these words too, man. Uh, I finally, I've been actually getting back out on stage on stage instead of doing just straight, just straight like poetry and such it's not just poetry but you know comedy poetry but now i can actually get on stage and and have jokes and talk about shit like talk about shit that's new you know uh fucking work on some new bits get scared up there nigga. Oh, man i almost passed out one day yeah it was i was so high though i was so high i had a resting heart rate sitting down of 122 122 beats per minute i was like oh my god this nigga was jogging this nigga was jogging sitting still this nigga was like a coma patient it was falling. too much it was too much i was <laughs> like be I falling need, in his sleep i need to calm down i need to calm down rest i i i, I get i i I've been getting a, a lot. I've been getting a lot more nervous on stage. Well, before I get to the stage, but when I get on the stage, it it boom. You know, the dynamite goes off after that. But like before I get on, I don't know. I don't know why. And it's it's fun to maintain to be able to like. Oh, don't worry. This is like a demon that I got to fight now. You know, and and. I, I like fighting that demon, but man, I know that every night it's it. I, that's something that I'm had to deal with, and and you you can tell this to a normal person that doesn't go on stage and shit. And this is one of the things that they do fear. It's like, oh man, I can't go on stage in front of all those people and just talk about some shit. And I, I'm scared of uh, this guy, this guy's name Antoine. When I met him in uh, at the Houston at the Secret Group, he ain't never really been on stage. He was thinking about going on stage, and I was telling him, I was like, "Hey, man." <laughs> You got a whole bunch of people with the with they with their own feelings of how they feel about you at that moment. And if you want go on, if you want to go on this stage, I hope you are prepared because these niggas don't give a fuck about how you feel when you go home. Like understand that. And if you feel all alone and shit, and if you ain't prepared for this, then you don't just jump just jump on stage thinking that this is gonna be okay. You know, because this shit this shit hurt your heart. Like Bro, when I first got into it. <laughs> I didn't, and this is this was long before like uh, people would. You go to the before Carlos Mencia, mm. all right. Where I've seen a lot of comedy on TV, and I watched a lot of comedy live in New York at the time I was stationed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I, t- I didn't think people wrote jokes. Uh, I just thought you knew jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Right? So so I had like this crazy blend of just everything I'd ever heard like comedians ever say or somebody oh, or somebody off the street that just made me laugh you know yeah. said, like it told me a joke whatever and um, I was like yo I'm like the next you know big thing in my brain right Ooh. and um, I was at the New York comic strip the confidence that you got oh absolutely and the, I was at the New York comic strip and I just got off the stage and I was like I was at their amateur night, you know, and I was like, yo, I'll probably get like the best comic in the room and then they're gonna bring me back and then yeah. I'm gonna open for somebody famous and they're gonna bring me on with them and I'm famous. There it is. And uh right these, after that bro these street jokes um, you're using. <laughs> bro, 
yo, Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock, walked up to me and he was like, yo, my man, uh, you just did like four different comedians jokes, bro. Ooh. You don't do that. And he gave me like a nice, actually a nice speech. And thank God he gave that to me because yeah. I would like, basically I would have been like a old school BET comic. Ugh. Ugh, you understand? Ugh, yeah. And not that I'm not creative. I just would have thought that's the form, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it was just. That's so all you. That, I mean, when, when I saw comedy growing up, that's all I thought. Okay, that so you it was. get what I'm saying. Yeah, because Even I, I, I saw watched, Variety. I watched fucking uh, Comic View on like, BET. I, like, I saw a Variety, but I just thought that that was how I was supposed to do it. And, you know, you have your own little spin on things. Mm -hmm. Okay, dude. I'm going to talk about fucking this chair, and then I'm going to yeah. fuck this chair. Dude. The next time I went on stage after that, I was like, oh, so I got to write jokes? I was like, how the fuck do you write a joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is weird, bro. Yeah. And then, and then I started just kind of thinking of my life, right? And I was like, all right, what makes me laugh? And then the first thing I went to, because the thing I knew the most, other than the Marine Corps, well, also the Marine Corps, but it was going to nightclubs. And I was like, I think I wrote this like so such a corny joke like this is how a white boy walk in a club and this is how oh this is how white boys used to go to the club till Eminem came out I think that was like my first joke I ever wrote yeah <laughs> yeah I can't remind as it goes I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think of it so anyway yeah um, I'm gonna keep this shit going but anyway bro I got some laughs whatever I did I don't ever get the laughs that I hit the punchline but then bro the head game okay first off this was at a is at a club called Nagasaki in Long Island where uh, it was a Japanese-Jamaican restaurant and they did a oh comedy night once a week. Bro, they had people like, you ready? Little Kevin. Little Kevin? A.K.A. Ke oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. People like that, Kevin Hart, before they were famous, were coming through this spot because it was like a... It was like the, one of the spots. Yeah. You dig? And they had like, bro, so many famous comedians that I'd seen on TV. Tony... Uh, Robbins, I think, came through there. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, every bro, every famous black comedian has been through that room. Cheryl Underwood, Underwood. Um, uh, what's the other one? Some more. Some. Oh, okay. bro, I saw all of them live, bro. Like from here to there. All right. Yeah, bro. So picture like I was like getting you know like good lessons on comedy as far as like performance. And all that stuff. So anyway, let me long story short. So like, I thought I was like ready to get on this thing, and it, yo, homie, let me up. I forget it, the host, but he used to. I'm pretty sure he used to host. Um, you've seen it, Drew. I forget his last name. Drew Thomas, not Drew Thomas. Drew something, but he's even had a radio show, I think. But he's been on BET. But anyway, long story short, with him, he had seen me sitting in the front row with my Marine buddies all the time. So he, you know, he was like real nice about. It. He's like, yo, go ahead. He's like, give you three minutes. Mm. I didn't realize comedy was like fucking. Mm. Them three minutes was way longer than I thought. Mm. So I got that laugh within the first 15 seconds that it took me to do that joke. Oh. And then I just sort of like mumbled for like a good minute and a half because I was like, oh, I don't have nothing. What else am I going to talk about? And I was like, well, oh. I can't do none of the stuff that I've been doing because that would be. I was like, I can't take do none of the jokes that yeah. I've been doing. I was like, that's all somebody's stuff. I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a plagiarist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart enough. I know that word. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. So nobody booed me, nothing like that. Nothing like that happened. I just went, I don't know what to do. And I just walked off the stage. I was Whoa. like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So then here we go. Defeat. Felt a little defeated. So then the next time that I was going to go do something, 
I had my homeboy and this, this girl I was dating at the same time. Say that right there. Yeah, I was dating my, this girl and I invited her and my homeboy to the show. Mm-hmm. So peep game. Cause that the thing, I was like, wait, that word he sounded kind of suspect. I was like, wait, I wasn't dating my homeboy and this girl at the same time. <laughs> so I bring my homeboy and, and a girl I'm dating at that time mm-hmm. to the show. And uh, bro, I, uh, I, I, I bombed. Because it was like my <laughs> first show that I wrote. I wrote jokes and they gave me five minutes. It was on another show and they were giving me five minutes Bro, I stay. I did my five. That mm. five was so bad, <laughs> bro. When I came off stage, bro, this goes back to the old thing about talking about feeling alone. Yeah. My best friend, bro. I was in the Marines with this dude, bro. We were homies, bro. This dude then stood up for me, like in in the club, like Nah, B, that's my nigga. You, yeah. yo, yeah. yo. Nah, nigga, I got this. Yo, move, little one. Because I'm like way smaller than this nigga. Yeah. He's like a superhero size nigga, right? Marine nigga, right? Him and this girl, bro, like, we had even talked about marriage. Bro, like, bro I came out the stage, bro. Bro, they looked past me like they didn't know who I was, no. bro. They like, bro, I, I didn't even know people could disappear <laughs> as you look at them. Bro, they just faded away. Bro, I was like, where, the, where did they go? Bro, nobody talked to me. And the, and the host got up and said, ah, this shit ain't for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that, bro. Oh, you know, when you get that, you need to go back to the drawing board. Bro, oh, bro, man, shit. I, man, I went back to the drawing board and boy. Oh. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, that's a hurtful feeling. Well, you know, the good news is is that it was in a loving environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was in a loving environment. I, I t- not all the time, uh, that environment's lovely. I was I was telling them, I was like, hey, man, you can go ahead and think that you got some gold. You can think that, nigga, this is your personality. You make everybody laugh at work. Motherfuckers think you the funniest motherfucker around. You go on stage, nigga, that's not the same people at work. You go ahead and deliver that joke that you got confidence in. Ooh, this a confident joke. This joke making everybody laugh, and they don't, don't nobody say shit, and they look at you, and nigga, they take a piece of your soul. But it's not just one person, nigga. It's a whole bunch, a whole bunch of people. Of yeah. Give me what you got, nigga, and, and nothing. And you go home feeling terrible. And he's like, man, well, 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 how do you fix that? <laughs> how do you fix it? Nigga, get up and go do it again. <laughs> Is you ever? It's the only way you fix it. You ever see those movies where they got a nigga that can kick? He can shin kick through bamboo and bend iron. Yeah, yeah. And you and meanwhile, when you walk to your house and some piece of furniture just (laughs) just pop, touch that. It don't even make a sound when you hit it. You don't hit it so soft, and you'd be like, you'd be like, Jesus. Whoever invented furniture, somebody, they are Nazi. Mm. Oh, I hate you, them. You mad. It hurts. It hurts so it hurts. bad. You sit down. Yeah. And, and you cry like that like that, like that dude that played the part of a Native American, <laughs> an Indian, an Italian dude, that, <laughs> that garbage commercial. Uh, and you get a little tear. <laughs> you go like, and, you, and you hit him with the Peter Griffin, the... <sighs> for five minutes, and you rub it. <sighs> you wish your mom would, would come and say, man, I'm going to got you, baby, and kiss yeah. it. And you go, how does that guy get it like that? And they go, well, let me show you. And then, they, and then you see like a how to get your shins harder to kick a bamboo. And then mm-hmm. the dude takes a, a drumstick mm-hmm. <laughs> or bamboo. And then and he goes, rolls that thing down. And then he goes, yes. yep, that's just one of hundreds of thousands of times we're going to do that. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. So like anything, the quicker you and your body can get used to the feeling, right. the quicker you will actually... <laughs> 
<coughs> excuse me, become a comedian. Yeah. And by the way, um, I'm coughing. Yes, uh, post COVID cough. Uh-huh. You know, in Florida, you know. <laughs> This is another reason why I knew it was cool to be either here in Texas because Texas was going to be the other spot we was going to move, by the way. Ah, yeah, that was Texas one of the gave we was no fuck neither. Um, we were like, yo, Texas was like, look here, buddy. Look here. <laughs> and now you been in them other uh, liberal cities, buddy, where they been telling you ain't free, buddy. This here's America. Mm. You want to call, you just don't cough on me because that's yeah. just gross. <laughs> you give a shit about COVID. That's just nasty. Cover your goddamn, your mouth. Fart. Cover your breeches, you know. Not with your hand, you don't touch things. I'm trying to tell you here, buddy. Do your comedy. Come on over. Come on over. Do your jokes, buddy. Here's a gun. <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> Protect your neck, buddy. Take one of these. Here you go, buddy. Call us in the morning. <laughs> you got the right to talk about anything you want over here, yeah, buddy. They, they don't mind. They don't mind. It's been, it, man, the shows that have been down here that I've been doing have been... Shit, Secret Group has been packing out. It's like, oh, okay, okay, so I see y'all go do y'all thing. Fuck yeah. And y'all paying? Fuck, hey, come on in, people. I got shit to tell y'all. I got Let's shit go. to say. Yes. And that, it has been it has been enjoyable. So, I, well, last night I was at Comedy Beast. Comedy Beast was cool. It was nice to actually have a crowd to where it was like, oh, I got to work, work for this. Like, that crowd was not giving in to anybody. Everybody, everybody complained about the crowd. That's how, that's how like dull the crowd was. But it, it was just like it was like a, like a, like a newly, a newly used sponge that you, that you only had a little bit of water to ring, to ring out of it. So it's really hard to squeeze out that water, you know. So, but you, you can squeeze some water out. But you know, it just, it just took some, took some giving. That's all. And man, it, it was. Everybody felt it last night. Everybody felt it last night. It was a, it was a weird one, but you know and that that just that just hardens just that just hardens the shell though, because you know you know it, it's not always like that, especially because you always you if you, especially if you're working on certain jokes and you're and doing constant jokes and you know what jokes work. You know what? I'll be real though. Like I was never afraid to not get a laugh as much as I was always. I did. I was afraid to not know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like. Realizing I don't like, like, like there was a time, like I realized, oh, okay, I need to build up a repertoire of comedy, and that's when I understood time. Yeah, and like here's what's funny: when I got to New Orleans, by the way, because uh, nigga couldn't afford to live in New York and work and <laughs> want to do art, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I moved back to New Orleans, and um, I quickly get into the comedy that they have out there, and um, this was during the Sean Patton. Good ah, old shout out, Sean Patton. Yeah. It's like that, like I got errors. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> New Orleans errors. So hey. New, um, the Sean Patton, and um, they did a comedy, a show on Tuesday nights. Oh, I forget the name of it. Maybe it was Comedy Beast. Hmm. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> we was quickly doing comedy out there, and it was funny doing their shows. They'd be like seven minutes, four minutes, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I would do the 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 black shows mm. because it'd be like <laughs> everybody be like, "How much time you got?" Everybody, everybody be like, "Hours." Yeah, <laughs> Bruh, Them shows would be longer than church, bruh. Yeah, it'd be very long. We start late, and we would be longer than church, bro. And you know, it, it was kind of cool because. You could do as long as you felt like doing, mm-hmm. and they really preferred for you to do much longer than ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. man. As you, I, I, I we, when we, whenever we reminisce about fucking coming up in the comedy scene, and nigga, it, it was you and goddamn Jackie, nigga. If you thought you had the comedy chops, nigga, you go to any Corey Mack a Jackie Jenkins Jr. show, <laughs> and nigga, he, you will be tested. Cause motherfucker, you be like, you just like you said, and how much time you got? I nigga, just get up there. I tell you, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, you leave you up there for twelve minutes, nigga. You better be prepared, son. <laughs> Motherfuckers got they chops up when it came down to going to those shows, man. And it was, it was See, good. I didn't want to get keep, but I did want to give. Oh like, like, no, this is where you get personally learn personal responsibility yeah, to come to my nigga, shows. Nigga, it was that. Hey, and we loved it. So I was like, fuck yeah, nigga. I'm ready but and, and we weren't we weren't ready but nigga we we still gave it our all we still was like fuck that nigga it's it, it's gonna pay off eventually and it's it's it, it has it has now but oh boy i don't think they're getting it like this anymore they, they those those little bitty shows like that you know i don't know who's still doing it like that down there it's, it's weird you know it's it's a very strange environment now there's there, things have have like you think that things would have came together, but they've divided even further now uh, yeah. into 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 more. Well, comedy always going to do that. Portions. Just know that it's going to always do it. It's got like uh, wow. just as many sects as uh, or like genres as uh, music, mm. and even within the same genre, you got hip hop, then you got old school, then you got like anywhere from like party hip hop to gangster rap to. Mm mumble rap to yeah. like you know woke rap there's it, it, like it is, and that's just rap then you got rock rap <laughs> not even being silly here you know what I mean like then you got like whatever that shit is that uh, Machine Gun Kelly would do cause you certainly yeah, I, I guess white boy rap like that's what I mean yeah. like so there's and, and like don't even get me started then with rock and all of the other stuff like the subcategory so then naturally like They were already going to venture off, and the fan bases are going to venture off. They're going to be people mm -hmm. that don't want to hear pussy jokes. They're going to be people that want to hear pussy jokes, yeah. and it's going to be people that want to hear things. And then you got now, you got more of a a split politically. Yeah, that's and that politics. That's what it is. And let me be real with you, bro. When it comes to stand up comedy and politics right now, because it's entered everything. Like you can't even you can't do anything without the shit mm -hmm. like entering into you unless you come here. <laughs> mm. So, um. You already would have. Gonna, you were gonna have people were gonna split and go do certain types of shows because that just makes sense, mm -hmm. you know. And there's gonna be certain types of comics, but now like, you are gonna have the all female show, but then the feminist show, then the drag show, then, like instead of just having comedy shows, it the the wording of of people's material have become more polarized now, to where there's just some people that are just really gonna get on stage and just crack a joke, but like, and then some people have like deep deep meanings. But well, everybody's not how shit is split down. This is I just thought about this, like how shit is split down in New Orleans is now you have the outcast shows. There you go. The outcast, yeah. basically, 
Like you have all of the other shows that was New Orleans originally, and then you had these people that were trying to do what they were doing. Then they got allegations, and then bullshit happened. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, all right, rebranding, and then they got taken down again. And it's like, all right, fuck that rebranding, and then other. Must these, be talking about Chris True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a whole bunch of that that shit that happened, and now they. Yeah, that's have, not an insult. I just, I just. I just be like, I don't be in the middle of nobody's stuff, but I be knowing everybody's it's, stuff. It's so strange yeah. because it's like, boom, the, the so even resurgence is here, but everybody understands that it's like, oh, you have you have the misfits. You have the outcasts that are running the side. Not saying that everybody in there is an outcast. They have some killers in that motherfucker. Yeah. But basically, it's all of the people that the other New Orleans comedy scene won't allow their, to their mics. So it's just like, oh, yeah. but this place is also doing really well. Like normal, like they normally, they come and then they fucking get taken down. And it's just like, yeah, I, you know, and I I look at it and I'm like, I don't want no part to any of this. Yeah, I'm going to just stay doing me. And I, I enjoy this fucking these adventures that I get to go on my own and see shit and then, you know, come back and tell everybody. Ah, do that. And come back and tell everybody because it, ah, it, it's. I don't want to go back and tell them motherfuckers nothing. I tell I, my I just friends. Keep, like that, like, I just, I just want to keep going and just experiencing paradise. And I'd be like, you know what? I was like, I was like, I feel like one of them niggas from like back in the day when they found out they was free. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Man, fuck this. Y'all niggas do what y'all want. I'm going to the beach. When you get out the bubble, man. I'm going to the I'm going to the tree line and I'm going to hang out with with the bears. I tell you, I'm it going. was it was dark and hazy on the ride over here until you got here and then everything was like, was like Oh shit. Even the what? sign gets big. It says yeah. welcome to Destin. It was very Welcome's everything was so bright. Town. So as you cross that bridge you see the water, don't you? Yeah. On both sides. You're like, So Ooh. bright. I was like, Wow. Damn. This is like utopia over here. It was it was, it was beautiful. It is. And and then you notice that because I, I realized that being in New Orleans, I was telling I was telling wifey this yesterday, I was like, Boom. Look at this. We drinking, having a good time. And it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Bitch, I got work in the morning. It's a Tuesday. This is this is this is like at least three beers. On a Tuesday? Yeah. Imagine if you was an electrician out here. <sighs> Bro, you know what they starting people out salary for fast food? It's Sixteen bucks an hour. Huh. They pay the servers like the same thing, I think. Servers. I'm like Whoa. and tips? Whoa. I'm like, bitch, I'm about to go over there, shit. Whoa. Crazy. And they can't keep people staff. <clears throat> they be, like, shipping in Jamaicans and <laughs> Filipinos. They be, like, having, like, work things from other countries. People mm-hmm. coming in and mission. They be like, we'll do it. And I be like, I bet you would, motherfucker. Yeah. And I was telling her about that, you know, just that being a Tuesday, that made all the days hazy. That made all the days, like, oh, they, I'm not, I'm not... Um, every day of the week, I'm not in my right mind at some point in the day, you know? And so just living a life full of that day by day, then you finally, when you go somewhere else and be like, oh, my brain can breathe now. It's like, oh shit, this is what I was doing? Uh Uh-uh. Bro, when I walk down the street now, 
when I when I take my walks to the beach. Yeah. yeah. When I don't feel like skateboarding or driving my BMW convertible. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I walk, I walk, I walk like, I walk like. <laughs> like this, bro. Let me. It is, dog. I hit my hands. I hit this number, bro. Yeah. Hands behind the back. Uh, kicking the feet in front. L- light strobe. Ah, extend the belly. And then I just look at As if you were wearing a robe. With some white prison drawers under him. Basically, yeah, bro, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, some Debo slippers. I'm like one step away. From tube socks with the heel mushed down on the oh, back. Oh, absolutely, sir. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> Never put the sir. heel on. Always mushed down on the heel. With some, uh, with some boxers, and not like new school Joe boxers. No, like no, the no. Ones where you got the, you know, I'm the talking about the old ones. ones. Like if they get like wet, you can probably see balls absolutely. and everything. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. My, with my, with my, with my t-shirt tucked in. Yeah, of with course. Shirt suspenders. <laughs> Shirts they say go to my tube socks. <laughs> Walking like an old mafia man that's losing his mind. Uh, and I'm like, I don't give. I live right across the street. Mm. I'm looking for the opportunity to tell other people too. Just uh, I live that. that oh, is oh, right over there. I live right over there. So yeah, I, just, mm-hmm. I know how I know how you feel right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, I but I'm not. Here? But like, when I go home, I'm going over there. It's dope, bro. <laughs> it's dope. And like I said, like the longer, I, more time I spend out in New Orleans, you know, the more I realize, like, like it's not like my first time ever experiencing that. It's just. It's very easy to you get desensitized with with the mm-hmm. disparity that exists and the unnecessary turmoils that exists mm-hmm. within that city. And you know, maybe I got a different perspective. Maybe everybody, maybe it's a, maybe it's utopia to everybody else. Yeah, but like it's not depending like people you, depending on and, what you want. And, and make no mistake, people weren't coming. Nobody's coming at me. No. So it's not like it's coming from somebody that struggled. Right. I had my own little oasis. As a matter of fact, you yeah. saw me. I love. Yeah. I, yeah. Bro, you never heard me complain. No. Never complain once. Because uh-uh. I was also in the Marine Corps, so I just suck it up or whatever. Just, you know, some yeah. shit and just do it. I mean, you've but, always <clears throat> you, you've always just did your thing. Yeah. You've always just, like, yeah. wherever you were. And it was, like, your yeah. places were comfortable. Like, wherever you were, you were comfortable. So, yeah. It, yeah. And, so it's not like I was like, like yeah. oh, the city's not, the city's rejecting me or nothing like that. It's just, no. I I can thrive in in hell. <laughs> I was born there, so it's like, it's like yeah, it's hell. Like, yep. But I'm going to be honest with you. I prefer heaven. Mm. There's better places whenever you look out and outside of and, it. And you know, like I said, like when I first moved, when I first got to Pensacola, I, I was laughing because I was like, "Man, Pensacola is like the pinnacle right here." I was like, "Yo, I can set up a comedy night here." I said, "I wouldn't mind living in Pensacola and running my shows out of here and then go to other places and go to mm-hmm. shows." And then it was like. I'm over here because I get the gig here. And I was like, ooh, Pensacola's so dirty. <laughs> it's like, it's just one book away from being New Orleans. <laughs> one book it's just one book away from being in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. And I was like, this is awesome. I, I said, I'm leveling up psychologically and in a way where I'm like, I'm finding the humor. And I was like, but I'm dead ass serious. I went, yo, that's how I actually want to be. I said, I do want to live in existence where I'm like, you know, there's a, there's multiple different worlds that exist. And I've been living in some of the tougher ones. Yeah. And I have got to frequent some of the most beautiful places in the world, like, say, like Bali. Mm. You know, I've gotten to go to Australia and spend 30 days there. So I've been away from my home, not just for years, like when I was in the military. Yeah. But I've also been away 
for vacations, but then the thing is, is I always come back, and when I come back, it always felt like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. So like I come from, say, somewhere where like even Russia, bro, I go to Russia, or even Vietnam, dude, I'm in like communist countries, yeah. they, or I go to like Finland where it's like freezing cold and like the people are a little bit more insular, and still there's a, a different coldness that one would see within our city, and then I would see like a level of poverty that did exist there in in a way where I'm like, let me be very, very clear when I say it's self-inflicted. Yeah. And, you know. The, it, the cycle continues between it. it. it and, and nobody ain't really seeking to fix it, and when you try to you fix it, you're going to get, you, the way to fix it Ain't nobody trying to hear that, so like, mm-hmm. and I ain't gonna even get into that schematics on your right. podcast, dude. But dude, my brother is in Japan, and he does not want to come back at all. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Of course he oh, doesn't. Son. You think that people would be racist, but you know what? You go there and you do your job. Ain't nobody trying to bother you negatively. Oh. But people, as a matter of fact, they want to get to know you. I went to China, bro, for a layover. Let me mm. sneak and say, uh, look at that. I had to catch myself. I almost told a lie. I went to China. I was in China for a layover. Yeah. I didn't go to China <laughs> for a layover. Huh? That's not the right word, and I'm about to lie. <laughs> yeah, I've been, so I went to China. Let me be real. I was there for eight hours. Mm. All right? I left the airport. First off, I don't know what made me think that I could buy alcohol and put it in a cup and walk around China <laughs> on a train. Reading, look, reading a book, but with headphones on, jamming my, my black ass off. Oh. I'm being I'm being way too stereotypical American. Not loud, but I'm in my own little bubble. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm reading a book and I'm performing at the same time. If that makes sense to my music, like yeah. I'm like in a commercial. If I'm if I make sense, yeah. Like, I don't know what I don't know for what product, but I'm in a commercial. Hey, yeah, Tyrese on the bus, crazy. <laughs> and bro, they looking. Some people are looking at me. You no, know, nobody's looking at me. Mean mugging me. In hindsight, I'm like, yo, they should have been mean mugging me because I was a little extra. Here I'm going with this. By the time I get off the train and I'm walking around leisurely, and mind you, this is after already being on vacay, um, somewhere, where was I? Let's see. Where the hell am I at right now? Florida? In the story. No, in the story. I forget. Oh, you're in, you're in Japan. I mean, you're no, no, in China. China. Okay, boom. Eight hours. So here we go. On a oh, train, yeah. drinking a beer. With so your here we go. So headphones boom. on. Yes. So I get off the train, bro, and I'm walking downtown somewhere. I forget. I don't know if it's Shanghai or... The other place that begins with an S, but I always confuse them. And my wife goes, whichever one I say first, it's usually the wrong one. Uh-huh. And she can correct me, but I think I got it right this time, so I can't think of the other one. Now. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh-huh. so bro, people start walking up to me, taking taking photos with me with their hand, like take a picture. <laughs> I was like, I was like, of course this is happening. I was like, because every time I go to a foreign country, I'm one of the few. Even in Australia, where they got like brown people and they got like Aboriginals, and they got Africans. They got West Indians, but when they see me, they be like, J- Jamaican? I'd be like, no, American. They'd be like, uh, entertainer? Because <laughs> they know I'm not big enough to be an athlete, but they'd be like, entertainer? I'd be like, yeah, comedian. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, yeah, that's usually the only ones that come here. <laughs> wow. That's funny. So, like, again, it's almost like a curiosity that people end up generally having where they'd be way, so, way more accepting. So, like, I've been, uh, like, I'm in Australia, bro. Every time we go to a nightclub, someone's like, yeah, hey, mate, you can stay at our place. We don't, we're not going to be home tonight anyway, so make 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 yourself at home. Keys underneath what? the mat. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, how, how do you trust me? Like, hey, but first off, you're one of the few darkies <laughs> from the States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it won't be hard to find you. You would be hard 
Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> a dumb fuck up. Because you're over in our territory, mate. <laughs> and we're like, even if you darkies, we'll find you. We'll find you. We trust you, you get. It's all stuff that ain't really happening. They're way around here. And these bats. Crazy. So I'm like, bro, like everything you hear, you know, like I, I guess I got this double, I got double programming. I got the, the the, the we can do anything we want as black people programming, yeah. and mm. also got the y'all's gotta watch them white folk go over there programming, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the one that that city is bound in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, every time I go down, I'm. Mm-mm. I have a uh, I have a, a white friend at work, and uh, he doesn't understand his privilege, and we we try to point it out to him at all times. To uh, a white friend at work, he doesn't he doesn't really understand like his uh, his situation that there's certain things that he can get away with that we necessarily can't get away with at the point in time, and it's like uh, See, then I, I I try to say, but then there are things that I get away with that they can't get away with. And this is the perspective I'm trying to tell you. See, I got mostly programmed, though, with the I can do anything in this bitch that I want because I'm American. Mm. You dig? Like, my aunts, right? You can Google my aunts right now, bro. Um, one was an assistant agent in charge in the, in the FBI of, like, a, of a unit in FBI uh, in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, one of the first black women to do some shit like that. Um my other aunt, pretty sure she taught at like MIT or went to MIT, uh-huh. uh, worked for Enron, and I think she was one of these people that like wrote a book, like dropping bombs on these motherfuckers. Oh, like she's wait, that's the name of the also, book? Uh, oh, I that, can Google, I'll Google her to find out so I don't <laughs> Iris Mack. So, yeah, yeah. bro, I got uh, other relatives that were in the military, and then even my mom was in the military, dude, even mm. though she was like a a project chick from Calio in the army. Mm-hmm. So that didn't quite work out very well for her after <laughs> six months. <laughs> That'll change you. Right. That'll and that's what I'm trying you. to say. Like, like, yeah. like, like, and I've lived in mad cities and my aunts used to always send for me and my brothers and my, my brother and my like cousins mm-hmm. to go visit them anywhere they would go. So bro, I'd, I'd been in New York by the time I was like 12. I'm like the only hood nigga coming back with these st- stories and, and I'm talking a little different and the only people not liking to me talk talking different, which is I'm like, bro, I don't talk like a white boy, bro. No, I'm yeah. like I I can articulate myself, but I'm people, like, bro, I, I, I'm like I struggle. I'm like, nigga, I struggle with oh, our vernacular, nigga, trying to get the goddamn thoughts out that I'm having. So what happened, bro? Is like, 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 the, and it's funny. Thank God that I was, I felt like this is funny that I'm ghetto, grew up ghetto, but I got to experience the outside world. So it's like I'm holding back my hoodness mm-hmm. when I go somewhere yeah which is what people don't get they think it's the, the other way sometimes and I'm like you have yeah, no nah, idea nah, motherfucker. They don't like I will bust your fucking head open <laughs> for something really stupid yeah. and I'm trying every day not to I've been thinking that time but I'm like, I was like keep you, it in keep it in like people don't understand like yeah. I, you know me remember, remember when somebody took my girl phone oh, I, never, I, yeah. I went and took it back <laughs> this nigga, I went this and took it full back. vigilante exactly I was like yo listen I'm gonna take it back cause my pops gonna go take it back too 
All right, you dig? Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. gonna pick. Okay, so anyway, yeah. My mama told me, you boy, did if somebody take something from you, bitch, you better pick up something and bust the fuck out of with something. If they bigger, pick up something bigger, yeah. bust the piss out of So, yeah, that, that fucking, that little angel is in my head that I toggle with every day. Oh, man. Right? So, so I guess what I'm saying is that is that yeah, I get no, to experience a reality, yeah, bro. And like now, make let me let me trip you out. Now I, I got I got an uncle. This nigga still he like a combo too. He like he was like that manager at Steppin' Style for like 20 years. So, so like I got a hood nigga that's that worked with the Arabs. So he taught me like yo, you, you can go make some money with these motherfuckers oh, too. Yeah, you can. You did. Yeah, yeah, I was like you damn, can. this nigga. I was like, not that he was ghetto, but he could be a little ghetto. But he was just ghetto enough to be able to manage. Stepping yeah, style yeah, back when it was I, open, so you see, even so my family, so look, even my, but yeah, to be able to yeah, manage one, oh, and yo, everybody you, you remember be my about uncle, your shit. everybody remember my you uncle, be Matt, about your right? shit. yep, everybody check it out, so check Hell it out, yeah. so then they got him, so then I got like, <laughs> again, my relatives, I was in the military, and then I even had one that was a musician in the military, and this dude went worked on cruise ships as a, as a musician, so I even know I had that avenue, if I went to learn how to play music, yeah. I could go work on cruise ships, so be a musician, musician, alright, so anyway, bruh. I'm the epitome of when somebody be like, yo, like strong black man in terms of like, like I don't let nobody tell me shit about what I can and can't do, bro. So now fast forward to being in the Marines and playing sports, Mm. then becoming a comedian, but like a comedian, not with fucking low self-esteem issues, but with a dude that graduated high school, most friendliest in the most dangerous city in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm friendly, but... I'm also dangerous as fuck. Okay. So take that attitude and now I know what I want to say. And Mm -hmm. I'm 45 on top of that. And I watched my city Ah, of New Orleans. I watched these fools take a city. First off, take black comedians and then neuter them. Mm. And I I don't do that. That neuter shit. Like, I already assumed, by the way, that I was black, that I had privilege to say things that nobody else can say. Mm-hmm. And then I watch movements start that rising. I watch movements start rising, talking about, hey, you can't say these things or you can't do this and blah, blah, blah. And you have this. And I, every time, at first, I would want to join a movement that they would have, and then they would try to loop it back to the black movement and be like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like, Corey, it's just like mm-hmm. the civil rights movement and what black like, people hey, went through. And I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. See, now, wait a minute. I said, now, listen. I said, listen, if when my no. old, the old black people that I, that went through that shit, they, they raised me. You know what they used to say to mm-hmm. me? Them used to tell me, nigga, you don't know how lucky and privileged you are, boy. Mm-hmm. If I had your privileges when I was your age, I would have had it even better, which some of them were just kind of fuck ups, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, and other ones weren't, and they kind of did excel, so I didn't get into that schematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is I was already told that Again, I got the other program and they oh, you gotta be scared. But mm. I did get a majority of the, you are free, boy, and you can do what you want. So I couldn't even compare. Yeah. I couldn't, bro, and I, the more I learned about slavery and shit, the less I could even compare <clears throat> any experience that I've ever gone through. So even like when my parents were with my ass, I laugh at, that's why I can joke about ass whipping that I caught because I was like, first off, I probably did deserve it because I remember what I did. Mm-hmm. There's only a few and it was niggas playing with fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, I didn't get to that. All right, so where I'm going with this is I couldn't even say that I had it as bad as my mom and dad, whom my parent, my grandma used to tell them that they don't even know how bad they had it, so you don't even know how bad you don't have it. So fast forward to 45 years later when I watched people come up with their movements, and I'm like, yo, you I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. And then they start fucking with the language with stand-up comedy, and I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to just keep seeing where everybody's acting like this, and I'm going to keep going to where I go, and I'm going to just establish my own places. Mm-hmm. And can't nobody tell me shit but the person booking me. And usually by the, by the time somebody book Corey Mack, they're like, I want you to say anything that comes yeah, to your yeah, mind because yeah. I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. And here's some money for you, and here's some money for your friends. Mm-hmm. So here we go with this, bro. Uh, New Orleans was one of them cities where all them crazy-ass movements started, and then they started shutting people down. By the time somebody called... Uh, Shervy did a joke where his fool said, and it's a stock joke, but that didn't mean it wasn't yeah. funny to me, bro. I'm childish. And I, again, I still like comedy and I like to laugh and I don't give a shit about anybody else's stuff. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's what I got. That's why I'm American. That's what I love about this place. <laughs> I went to the Marine Corps and I got, yo, I used to laugh at shit that I wasn't supposed to laugh at there. And I said shit I wasn't supposed to say there. So fuck you. If I didn't get court martial, fuck you and your mama. All right. Here's what I'm going with this, bro. This is he said. <laughs> What do you call a faggot in a, in a wheelchair? And we were at uh, Siberia. <laughs> of course, Siberia. Where all the... I don't like what you setters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like what you setters. Are there? I don't like what you setters. It's a carnival now. I don't like what you setters. Those. Yeah. And the motherfucker jumped in and, 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 and he goes, you can hear a gasp. Because <gasps> he said fag. Mm-hmm. And he goes... <gasps> He goes, oh, the gasps. And it, he goes, Rolades, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I scream laughing. Ah! Only idiot laughing, and I'm the host of the show. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, here we yeah, go. Here we and go. Somebody stood up and went, that's homophobic. <sighs> And that was the start of, I don't want to do comedy in New Orleans ever again. Mm. But I did it because it was like, hey, 75 bucks buys weed. And you know mm. what? <laughs> what do I care? Yeah. It just made me a stronger comedian. So that's when I started coming up with jokes like, oh, the feminist movement is happening. Oh, I'm, I'm privileged. Where people assume people's gender. Girl, oh, the future's female. Did you just assume the gender of the future? Girl, you better stop. I was like, yo, uh, and by the way, as long as I keep getting hit on get by gay dudes, cause and hood niggas keep calling me a faggot ass nigga, I'm gonna use that word because it's kind of my word too. <laughs> anyway, people want to be mad about that stuff, and I'm like, yo, I don't want to like that's not hate speech. It's like I'm watching people use words; they call it hate speech. But then I turn around and watch them use actual hate speech towards people, mm-hmm. and transform an art form that I really love, truly dear to me. I watched it get really cannibalized by people that should just never be on stage talking and, yeah. and, and then treating people like monsters and just trying to vaporize people, bro, in the most nastiest, harmless way. And I never watched them actually help and promote anybody, never actually come to the, to the communities and do anything for anybody, but they sure will start a movement and ban somebody. Mm-hmm. They sure weren't starting no comedy schools for you, for the, for the youth or anything like that to really be like kind and, you know, like really be a spiritual person and get on stage and do your comedy. And suddenly they're like movies though where people can call people all sorts of words and names and rape people and hang niggas and suddenly somebody cracks a joke and you got to ban them but movies get made. And I was like, I'm watching something happen that's just... It's strange. It's strange. And I was like, you know, thank God I was lucky enough to, to be already have been doing LSD so my YouTube page had already experienced me to things like 1984 and Brave New World. So like I was kind of prepared for it. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me want to check out back in 2012. 
Um, but you know, when we Specific bought the RV, time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Every time I was gonna check out. So like, this is you know, me and wife were we had bought an RV and moved out out uh, out the bubble uh, of Atlanta, and um, you know, we started our own spiritual journey. And we was like, yo, this is we got to go do our own thing. We can't mm-hmm. follow behind groups and trends because mm-hmm. we're not going to find happiness there. We actually keep mm-hmm. finding unhappiness. And that's why, again, by the time COVID happened and they shut down the city, boom, we boom. We not only left, they said stay home. We are like, oh, yeah, this is New Orleans. We got to do the opposite. So we, we, we went yeah. outside. Yeah. And, don't don't and get trapped in the bubble. Yeah, we didn't get trapped in the bubble. And then we went and saw, you know, the, the country, a country, a part of the country that I normally probably wouldn't have traveled myself, but it, it was great because then we got to make connections with people that were all about like, you said right, man. They were like, yo, you do you, you I'm going to do me and, you know, you don't stop me and I don't stop you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, America. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is crazy. I was I like, I'm watching. I want to breathe. I was like, bro, yeah, yeah, America. Yeah. Bro, I ended up buying a Marine hat, bro. I felt so American, <laughs> but, I, but I'm still a niggerish, so I put little holes in it and put Afro puffs in it. <laughs> And I was showing up everywhere. Them motherfuckers are showing up with their veterans hats. With yeah. their, and I'm proud to be an American. I was right there with them looking like, so am I, my nigga. And I was talking to white boys. I was like, so am I, my nigga, bumping them. They was like, that's what I like to see you out there, but exercise your freedom. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I haven't looked back. And then all of a sudden, when I time I ended up in Florida, I was like, I was prepared. Hmm. I was prepared. And I was like, you know what? I'm not with anybody's bullshit. Like, I'm not Republican, make no mistake. And I'm mm-hmm. not a conservative. I'm, I'm not with anybody, but I'm definitely going to not avoid places that are nice. Yeah. Talking you've about always, the people over there got Trump flags. I'm like, eh, well, you know. You've always just lived. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. They don't bother me in a negative way. Sometimes they be like, yeah, I want to get on my boat. I'd be like, yep. <laughs> I've been to a crack house before I went out of boat with a Trump flag. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I I'm loving Florida. And you can't, you, hey, I saw what all the nice places were. People are people. I've yeah. I've. That's what I'm saying. I've had to work you know for certain people that were uh, just very get out of Louisiana, bro. Just get out of Louisiana, bro. Yeah. Just get out of Louisiana. Oh, they 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 everywhere. Yeah, we get out of Louisiana. Oh, you know what? They don't they, bother they, me. Yeah. They got a few of mine in Houston that I've I've worked yeah. at side by side, yeah. but they you enjoyed me because yeah. I was silly. Yeah. Being hey, silly and and the door at the same Trust time. I'm racist too. Then, God it's, damn it, it's I'm very, racist too. You know what? That's my freedom. A, you know what? It was a good time. Uh, nobody don't bother me. I'm re- look. I'm every negative word everybody ever used. And you know what? I'm also a nice guy, and people leave me be. Yeah, that's how. What that's I think, how it is. What that's I how think exactly and how I treat people. It's like, oh you man, wanna, you want to? You want to? What? If I tell you the nasty shit I thought about people, you'd be like, damn, Uncle Corey. <laughs> what a, and I can say it with a smile because it even makes me happy to think those nasty things about all always, sorts of people but you know what you it's know, all, it's that, that word ain't even a real word to me no more it's, it's always you know, fun they just got, to they point got out. nasty people they it's always fun people. to point out the, the the negatives that are in the room and every time you know I, I like to to put things in like a, a category, not even a category, just as people come in and just see like, oh, if I did get into a discussion with this person, what would be the first mean thing that I would say to them? And that's, that it's is, trippy. that's this a whole, fun game. This whole two years I've been hanging out with most, mostly Republicans. Mm. I haven't felt nobody hate me, bro. You know what? You want me to kick some actual ballistic? You know what? You know what? You know what? One of the times when I have felt hate, when I say some shit like this, 
when I'm in a when I'm in when I'm in certain circles, mm. cities, and it don't be Republican people, it be liberal people, bro, and they flip out on me for not hating somebody else, and I be like, y'all sound like Klansmen. <laughs> I'm in that my head. Be weird. That should be weird to me, bro. In my head, that being said, like I I have I have no idea what that would mean, just because like. Uh, you Republicans, liberals, all that. I'm so not into like, the politics. I'm like, what is that person like? Yeah, like, you know, I've, I, I, like, I guess I'm saying, bros, when I, I, I got out well, the city, I, I understand like red I, and blue in, yeah. in, in the middle. I yeah. get it. You know, I almost feel like those are like flags for, for like, how nice of a city it's gonna be. What I'm trying to tell you, bro, is there's a whole world, bro, where they, they, they support art, and they really be letting people do their own thing, mm-hmm. and too much even they'd be too much letting people do their thing i'd be like y'all need to clam it down but i'm just saying it was great to get out of new orleans Mm. it's good to stay out of los angeles yeah it was even healthy for my soul to get out of atlanta but i enjoyed mcdonough georgia mcdonough georgia i've never been there yeah i'm saying they're like new york is fun to go and take a shit in as well but Nah, I don't want to live there either. I don't want to get on that train. I don't want to get on. I, got, the, ready, I couldn't. Ready? I, I don't want to get on New York subway. I don't mind Long Island Railroad. Now, see, my thing with New York is, uh, I, I, know, I, I, I wanna, need. I, I, would, I would need a wash and dry inside my place. Exactly. I can't up and down. Exactly. With my I want to pay five thousand dollars a month for a cesspool. I can't. I can't up and no, down I with my laundry. I, no, I, I enjoy the fuck out of New York, but I can't. I can't do the up yeah. and down with the laundry. Do you know what? I don't mind seeing a few cows every once in a while. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't mind that. I or, like that actually. Or I like long roads. Or some dolphins. Dolphins are nice. You and, can't go wrong with the sacrifice dolphins. is a is a Trump flag or, or a thousand. You can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, and see, but you know what? You know I, what? I, I, it, I still felt, don't understand what that means. You know what? It felt safe there. I've seen somebody like right there. down the street with me that had uh, that had a big ass fuck Biden. It said fuck Biden uh, uh, flag in his in his uh, drive in, in his garage. Look at it the just big old shit. And I. It, to me, I don't know. It didn't phase me at all. Out in places where there's an American flag. There's what else? No, American like, flags everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where you be like, normally this would make me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> how big it is. I think this would make me uncomfortable. But you know what? These are clean ones. Okay, they're not dirty enough. They're a bunch of dirty American flags. They can run. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but right. now you now you dealing with racist people because they <laughs> right. they haven't changed the flag. That means they haven't changed their views. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the shit didn't make me uncomfortable. It's just like, oh damn, where'd you find that? Well, you it's from New very... Orleans? What could really make you uncomfortable? Exactly, that city will kill you. <laughs> so what's the difference? At least if a Klansman kill you, some, look, if these are Klansman kill you, somebody coming to look for you. In they my kill you head, in New Orleans. Look, they kill you in New Orleans. You're just a dead nigga. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, man, to say how how much did you go out of the way to get something like that? Like, where did you find? Like, I didn't, I've oh, no, never seen stores. like. Oh, there's, there's stores. Wait, what store? Where are the there's stores? There's no flag stores. Wait, what? Yeah, they be whole flag oh, stores. Oh, flags that just has a whole bunch of shit it like just, that. It, it, Any type it, of flag. It, it always has um. It has anti-anti-American stuff. Oh. Right? You like that anti, one? Anti-anti-American. <laughs> not pro-American. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not, pro, it's not yeah, always yeah. pro-American. Because yeah, yeah. pro-American would be like, pro-American would just be like American flag. It'd be like, yeah, hey, no. hey, I love America, USA. Uh-huh. But they'd be like, in this country, freedoms are for people who want to shoot people. I'd be like, well, all right, I'm going to tone it back a little bit. 
I'd be like, yo, don't shoot Americans. That's yeah, where I'd be like, that's yeah. where that's why I'd be like, I'm not I'm like that's where I'd be like, tone it down with that part, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. Just be just be like, hey, I love the country. <laughs> you know, they, that's the ones where they sell the flags. They'd be like, fuck yeah, I'd be like, hey, 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 look. Just Can we love everybody? Just, just everybody is nice. Now you gotta put a rainbow flag up. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, you don't have to say fuck anything, bro. Maybe say maybe say fuck sharks since we're on the boat. How about that? Fuck sharks. Yeah, fuck, fuck sharks. sharks. Yeah, fuck sharks fuck that sharks. bite people. The ones that don't the ones that the one the matter of fact only after they bite. Have you been seeing any sharks? No, but I've been seeing dolphins every time I go to the water. Do you drone does your drone catch any any anything in in peculiar? Do I drone catch anything? Does your drone catch anything in peculiar? Do you want to see some amazing footage that I've caught? I, I caught like a school that. of dolphins. Yes. Hunting a school of fish about this big oh. and the school of fish they like the dolphins are jumping and all of that stuff yeah it's easy to find boom boom check it out yeah i'm just saying bro america is beautiful and it wants us to enjoy it it wants niggas to enjoy it yeah i'm enjoying it want me to say it again it wants niggas to enjoy it i don't even care about the r word unless it's the retard word I'll now say the R word is racist. I was like, you know what? Fuck that word. Rational. Fuck any, yeah, fuck racist and any racist people. You know what? Fuck with America. That's it's, all be rational. Yeah. That's a good R it's, word. It's a, yeah. Retard's still a good word, too. Because retards aren't always rational. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to be racist. <laughs> well, it's time for us to go off on adventures. This yes. has been nice. We've been getting to see the, the drone shots and everything. It's been good to talk to you, Carl. Yeah. This is. Uh, I'm glad. I got, I'm glad I got to get some more. Uh, only regret is we had some, some more work. recordings because this is. You know, it's been slow out there. It, it's hard to get with people. You know, it's hard to get to talk to people. And now this is here. It's kind of like a. Don't forget, you have the, um, the the phone attachment where you can plug your phone in. And yeah, you can video I know. People I know. And still get some good clarity. Yeah. 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 True. But you know, I always, I always like the face to face. Oh, absolutely! They're, yeah, they're always, yeah, they're always better. Why not get it in when you can? Yeah. yeah, I think you could feel. You could always feel the, the the actual energy, versus uh, even over the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, wish we would have smoked one more on the podcast. Now we gotta wait. Now we gotta smoke it afterwards. Ain't but, no thing. But you know, that's we'll how we'll it goes live. when it comes to tell me a joke, man. God, I'm chasing the dream. This has been Uncle Cory, Cory Mack in the building. And y'all niggas better be free. <laughs> yeah, I've been y'all. Don't home. you waste it. The monogamous minutes counts, man. Say the whole thing like a family <laughs> and think back. And until next time, ha ha. Have fun, y'all.